Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit us online at nwgospel.com forward slash citizens. Anybody else get chills when you picture that stadium? Yeah, Emma, right? Me and you, sister, right? Like, when you just picture everybody worshiping God, right? Singing praises to God, um, I just get chills because I'm like, dude, that's bigger than me. You know what I mean? Like, that's real. And then here's the cool part. That stadium actually exists. Like, we're going to get to be there one day, man. And we're going to get to be a part of that. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited because not only will I get to worship God through song and singing and music. And, uh, dude, you know, like, I always wonder, like, who's going to be on the band in heaven? Dude, Anna, you get my vote, man. Like, does, like Anna, she should be hitting the keys, right? Tickling the ivories. Yeah. Anna, thank you for using your gifts. Thanks for helping us um, worship the Lord through music. Yeah, thank you. So, um... I want, to play, I want to play a game with you tonight, all right? I want to play a game. And um, just, if you don't know me, um, right off the jump, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry that I'm crazy. I just think of, like, funny things all the time, and then I just, like, try them out on you. And if you laugh, then I'm like, awesome. And if you don't, I'm like, awesome, <laughs> you know? Because I laugh, and that's all that matters. So I had this idea. I had this idea, Ellie. Just drive with me here, right? I have this idea. I want you to imagine that an alien was sent from outer space to explore this little blue marble planet that they call Planet X, okay? I want you to imagine that this, we're going to call him, um, he looks like a Simon, doesn't he? Does he look like a Simon? I don't, Simon, I don't know. He just, what, what does he look like? What? JJ? That's messed up, bro. He doesn't look like an Edward. He looks like a Simon. I'm going to go with Simon. Simon says that he's going to earth. So check it, check it, check it. So he gets this assignment, right? And I want you to pretend that you're Simon. Okay, that's the game. I want you to pretend like you're an alien and you are getting sent to this mysterious outer space, outer space planet called Earth to discover if there's life on other planets, right? And you can just imagine the scientists, they're like, is there life on other planets? You know what I mean? They're like, little do we know, we're asking the same question, right? (laughs) And so they come out here, and I want you to imagine that they land on planet Earth, and they have to report back everything about our people. And the only way that they can get to know us is by watching our movies, listening to our songs, Spending a day with our celebrities and listening to our language. <laughs> what will Simon say, right? Like, dude, what, what will happen? And so I just, I just, I think about these things, right? You're like, what do you do for a living? I sit in my office and think about these things. And so I'm just imagining, like, dude, what would be the funniest scenarios? And I just think of the most bizarre characters in our, in our pop culture, right? I'll, anybody who know, know who Rich Homie Quan is? Yeah, I just want, like, imagine that Simon comes to earth and he meets this guy, right? That's Rich Homie Kwan. You know why he's called Rich Homie Kwan? Because he's rich. You know how, you know how I know he's rich? Because he has 13 necklaces on him right now. 13 neckli. That's actually the plural. 
He's wearing 13 neckline right now. And he's wearing, it, I could have sworn my mom had this as like a dining room table cover. But somehow he has fashioned that into an outfit, right? Just imagine like what that would tell you, right? Then I thought of even more, a more bizarre character. I want you to imagine that an alien comes to planet Earth and the first representative he meets is Flava Flav. <laughs> Dude, imagine, right? Like you're like, Houston, there are, there are aliens. I, there, I repeat, there are aliens on planet Earth. This dude is an alien. Like anybody ever see Men in Black? Yes. Enough said. He's an alien. I'm convinced, right? Nobody looks like that. Nobody acts like that on planet Earth, except for Flavor Flav. So I want you to imagine that Simon, our alien here, he's hanging out with people and he's trying to understand our language, like Arrival style. Anybody remember the movie Arrival? And he's like, I think they're trying to communicate with us. I'm going to learn their language. So he goes down to the mini mart and he buys himself a set of like flashcards, but like slang flashcards. I have a set of slang flashcards in my office. They're the best, right? My dudes know. They're the best. And so here are some examples of words that he finds on these slang flashcards. Um, paper, Benjamins, Greenbacks, Dough, Scratch, Skrilla, Guap, Bread. What is this talk? What are all these words talking about? Yo, get that paper, right? Get that paper. How many people got that guap? You're like, no, I'm in middle school. I'm guapless, <laughs> right? I'm just really guap. I'm jobless, therefore I'm guapless, <laughs> okay? I, yo, but our seniors, how many seniors? Yeah. yeah. Make that dough, yeah. Like, I got $50 in my savings account. Let's go! <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then I want you to imagine, right? I want you to imagine this alien, he's driving by, he's got Flava Flav in the passenger seat, he's got rich homie Quan in the back, and he's like, hit the Quan, he's doing all that, he, and, and I want you to imagine, he's got his flash cards as he's driving, he's like, guap, to be made in wealthy currency, okay, and he's like studying his flash cards, and then he turns on the radio, and I just want to play, this is like my imagination, so it's my story, so you just got to like deal with my song choice here, but I want you to imagine, he turns on the radio, and the song comes on by our good friends, Travis McCoy, and one of my personal favorites, Bruno, the artist, Mars, right? And he turns on the radio, and the song goes like this. I want to be a billionaire, so freaking bad, <laughs> by all of the things I never had. Uh, I want, I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine, smiling next to Queen. Oh, every time I close my eyes, I see my name in shining lights. A different city every night. Oh, right? I swear the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. Oh, ooh, oh, ooh. For when I'm a billionaire, oh, ooh, oh, ooh, for when I'm a billionaire. That's how the song goes. And so Simon, it's time for him to report back to Earth or to, to whatever their Earth is, right? And so Simon, he takes off in his spaceship. His headquarters, they ask him, what did you learn about Earth? What did you learn about the aliens? 
What is most important about them? What is their culture? And so Simon, he takes out his flashcards. He takes out his selfies with, with homie Quan and Flavor Flav. Takes out the song lyrics that he so diligently recorded. And he says, sir, I think the most important thing on that planet is acquiring money. I think the most important... <laughs> She's guapless. Don't let her deceive you, yo. <laughs> that bread is flat, man. There's no yeast in that dough. All right? Right? That paper is shredded. I can keep going on. Stop it. But he goes back and he says, sir, I think the most important thing about these people is that they very, very, very prior- they highly prioritize acquiring their wealth. Or, sir, to use my newfound, my newfound jargon, I think the most important thing on that planet is to acquire stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks on stacks. And so, his assessment would be pretty accurate. His, especially if he was in America, his assessment would be pretty accurate that the most important thing that you can do in this life is to acquire wealth, is to build your stacks on stacks on stacks. And so I may surprise you tonight, but as I get going here, I want to tell you something. I want to teach you something here that it may strike you as odd, I hope you come to understand me. I hope we can come to an understanding. I agree. I agree. I'm talking to young men and women here who your tomorrow is closer than it's ever been. And I am telling you that I agree with Rich, I agree with Rich Homie Kwan. I agree with Simon. I agree with Flavor Flav. I'm going on the record. I am live right now to all the parents. Everybody say, hi, parents. They're watching us on Facebook Live. I agree that the most important thing that you can do in your life is to build stacks on stacks. I said it. I agree that the most important thing you can do in this life is to spend your life building stacks on stacks. But my question for you is which stacks are you building? I think that you should be building stacks on stacks. I think that you should be piling up the wealth. I think that you should be acquiring those kind of assets. But my question is, which stack are you building? And so as we continue our series, Tale of Two Kingdoms, which for those of you who are new here, we're basically comparing the way that the world works the way that everyone and their mom says things ought to be. And then we're going to hear a silent voice over here, a lone voice. And Jesus says, there's another way. There's another kingdom. There's another economy with, with me as the king. And the people who live in my kingdom do things differently. And so today we're going to learn that the people that live in God's kingdom also build stacks on stacks. But it's a different type of stack. And so as we look at these few verses tonight, the question for you is going to be, which stacks are you building? Students, citizens, youth, which stacks are you building? We continue our our series. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 19. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart 
will be also. And so Jesus, let's pause there. Jesus begins his teachings and he's talking about layup. And you're like, yo, Jesus is a baller? Woo, off that glass? No, no, no. When he's saying layup, he's literally meaning piling things up. If you lay things enough, if you lay enough things, what do you build? A stack, okay? You build a stack. And so what Jesus is saying right off the jump here is that you have to understand that there are two different stacks. There are two different stacks. And I've actually brought a few stacks here tonight to illustrate, okay? So the first stack, Jesus says, earthly treasure. Everybody say, earthly no, 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 no. Say it like, say it right here. Say it, earthly? earthly. Yo, somebody just burped. That was nasty, right? <laughs> say it from here. Like, like <laughs> earthly. Yo, my son, I don't know how this happened, but it's my three-year-old somehow learned that he can force himself to burp, like if he sucks in air. He gets it from my in-laws, because that's like their family. They're like, I can force myself to burp. And I'm like, my three-year-old now is like, hey, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, you're adopted, man. You're not mine, right? I'm adopted. You're adopted. Literally, I'm adopted. My sister's here. We're adopted. I've told you the story how people, you'd be like, oh, that's your sister. I see it now. You guys look just like each other. I'm like, yeah, we do. We're adopted. Um, Anyway, anyway. So earthly treasure. Say earthly. Earthly. Treasure. Treasure. Earthly treasure is pretty obvious, right? And so here's the thing. Earthly treasure He goes on here to say a few things about earthly treasure. Things that are important on this earth. Things that people in our world would go, ooh, that's treasure. And so look what he says about things that are considered treasure. Number one, he says it's on earth. Which means, like, if you wanted to get something that's in America, out of America, you can move it. If it's in America, if it's on American soil... It could be on Canadian soil. It could be moved to Mexican soil. What about something that's on earthly soil? It ain't going nowhere. These things, the things in this pile here, friends, these things on earth, right? I got my fresh kicks. Anybody like my new, my new running shoes, right? Those were nice. I got Morgan O'Connor's iPad up here, right? We got some nice earthly treasure. These are cool. We got some really, really cool Christmas decorations that were spray-painted gold to make it look like treasure. Um, It's awesome. But here's the thing about earthly treasure. It will always be on earth. Will you always be on earth? No. Right now, our student leaders, they're reading a little book called The Treasure Principle. And there's a quote in there where he says, basically, he says, I've never seen a U-Haul attached to a hearse because you can't take it with you. <laughs> and I just thought, how funny would that be if you're driving on the road and there's like a funeral car, you know? There's a hearse <laughs> and he's literally got like the canoe on top. He's got all of his bags, all of his luggage. And it's like, bro, where are you going? Well, I'm dying, so I'm taking it with me where I'm going. No, you're not. Because it's earthly. Yes, the Egyptians, I actually had that in here. I was going to use the Egyptians as an illustration. Hannah Doherty wants you guys to know that the Egyptians thought that they could take it with them. They thought that if they put their earthly treasures in their tombs, that when they passed on from this life into the next one, they would have it. Joke's on them, right? Joke's on them. So the things that are on earth, these earthly treasures, we can't take them with us. He says this, he goes, not only do they stay on earth, but moth and rust destroy them. 
students, the earthly treasures, they don't last forever. They don't last forever. I'm gonna give you the best example I can possibly think of for a young 16-year-old, okay? And this pains me to show this illustration. So I just wanna let you know that no shoes were harmed in the making of this PowerPoint. But I want you to think about how many of you, how, how many of you would feel really good if you got a fresh pair of Air Force Ones. Yeah. Everybody go like this. You're like, I can't even see it. It's so bright. Exactly. We all know those kids that walk on the first day of school. It's like, Air Force One, right? And you're like, shing. It's just like bright. And you go, man, I feel so good, right? Everybody hold your breath because this is painful, right? I know it feels like that's the best treasure you can have. I know it feels like fresh kicks. Man, I'm going to take such good care of these. I'm going to get the little toothpaste brush scrub. I'm going to make these shoes fresh to death, yo. And not but six months later. Yo, everybody cringe. You ready? These, I've actually taken a picture of Ethan Adams' shoes. These are his. These are his. Oh! It hurts. It hurts, right? Earthly treasures where moth and rust destroy. These earthly treasures don't last forever. I know these look super fresh right now, guys, but like it's not going to last forever. I know the iPad looks like, dude, that'll survive forever until, I, until Apple intentionally slows it down, so I buy the new one. I'm going to show you another picture here, okay? And this is painful, but just bear with me, okay? Oh, isn't that just sad? This is a mansion. This is a $2.5 million mansion, abandoned and more than rusting, right? It's decaying. The walls are literally falling in. The floors are collapsing. And so Jesus is being very clear. I know that earthly treasure looks awesome, but it's destroyed. He keeps going. He says one more thing here about this earthly treasure. He says, maybe you think that your gold won't rust. Maybe you think that your gold cannot be destroyed. That's fair. Maybe it won't decay. But you know what? And I just picture Jesus saying this. You know, and he's like, you know what? You know my friends, Danny Ocean? They'll take care of you. You think that your treasure is safe because you've invested in non-rustable treasures? Well, you know, if you guys don't know, this is Ocean's Eleven. Come on, what do they teach you in school? What are they, math, that's fair. Math, right? Where thieves break in. Just for my own cultural poll here, how many people do not, have not seen Ocean's Eleven? I needed to know that. That hurts. That hurts, but I needed to know that. To know that I'm older than I thought. And so we continue, right? We're talking about earthly treasure here. Earthly treasures. So that's a stack, right? So if you continue to lay up earthly treasures, if you continue to accumulate these things and pursue these things, you will have a nice stack on stack on stack. But Jesus just wants to give you a full disclosure. He says, just so you know, these things will be destroyed, they will be stolen, and when you die, you can't take it with you. But there's another stack. Okay, there's another stack that Jesus is describing here, okay? And he calls it eternal treasure. This is a stack. This is a pile of eternal treasure, meaning these are things that have eternal significance. So I want everybody to say eternal treasure. All right. And so here's this pile over here of eternal treasure. And look what Jesus says. Look how he compares it to the other stacks. He says, these are treasures 
in heaven. These are treasures that last beyond this world. Like, man, I need an Apple Watch, heaven edition, right? (laughs) I need one that will be there in heaven. It doesn't exist. Yet, Apple is working on it. I heard, heard. They have a deal with um, Heavenly Studios. I don't know. Um, So it's in heaven, right? He goes on to say, moth and rust cannot destroy it. There are things in this pile. There are things in this stack that cannot be stolen. There are treasures in this pile that will last forever. And so right now, if you guys are as guapless as I think you are, you should just be taking straight up financial notes. You're like, ooh, time out. I may not have a lot of money, but I do know that something that will last forever is greater than something that will not last forever. Right? And so you're taking notes here and you're like, Sam, can you, can you explain to me? Can you give me some examples? What does eternal treasure look like? What would it be like to have a currency that never disintegrated? What would it look like to have a treasure that literally lasted forever? I'll give you a couple of examples here. This year, our church, people in our church, your parents, your parents' friends, they gave 20,000 dollars to send you to camp. I want you to think about that. There are youth staffers in this room who gave a grand total of $20,000 so that you could go to camp. I started to make a list in my notes of all the things that they could have bought for (laughs) $20,000. A boat, 100 fitted caps, right? Like only 100? Yes, check the price tag. They could have had infinite amount of Apple watches. They could have had a new car. That could have been a down payment on a house. There's a lot of things that 20K will buy you. But here's what they did. Here's what they did. They realized that if they were to buy those things with that $20,000, they realized that it would have simply been adding to their stack of earthly treasures. And here's what they did. They made a simple financial kingdom decision. They said, we want to invest in something that will not be at the bottom of a river a thousand years from now. We want to invest in something that will not be sitting in my junk drawer that used to be $300 and now it's in my junk drawer and my little kid plays with it. I want to invest in something better than that. And so they invested in what we call eternal treasures, right? Because these things have eternal significance. And so they decided to send 68 kids to camp on scholarship. Why? Why is that of eternal significance? Because of moments like this. Because of moments like this. Micah, this is you, bro. This is actually yours. Because of moments where students can hear the gospel, they say, whoa, I want to live for Jesus. I want to become a Christian. I want to go public with my faith. And the rest of their eternities are changed. Right? So Micah, you get baptized, right? Where's Mattern? I just saw Matt. Where's Kelly? Kelly, where'd you go? Kelly, that's for your sister, right? She got baptized. Don't break it, right? Those moments are of eternal significance. Let's keep going here, right? I look at this picture and I just, I look at these girls. Let me see who would be here that can take this picture home. 
Um, miss, where's Haley? Haley Simpson, where are you at? I'm going to give, you're not here, dude, what? Haley was here. Come get this picture later, Haley, right? Like, you look at this, you look at this group of girls here, right? You have a lady, her entire face is painted blue. You got another girl who looks like a savage with a straight up handprint on her face, right? Like she's been smacked by one of those people in Lord of the Rings. You got all of them looking like they got attacked by Smurfs, right? With like handprints on their legs. Why that moment? Why does that moment have, a, have eternal significance? Why is this moment going to last for all of eternity? Because in the context of relationships, those girls had conversations that will never be destroyed. In the context of a cabin and of those relationships, those girls had got to talk about things that were so real. And so when those people donated $20,000, they were building stacks on stacks. They were piling up those moments that for the rest of eternity will exist in heaven as rewards. As rewards. The impact of those moments will still be around long after the Apple Watch dies and long after your Air Force Ones turn yellow. And that's why Jesus says these are still called treasures. These are treasures. These are things of infinite worth and value. So these are the two stacks, students. And so the question for you, the question for you tonight is which pile are you building? And so look what Jesus says after he does these two stacks. Look at the command he gives. Everybody, mark this in your Bibles, right? Mark these words in your Bibles. Everybody say, do not. So we come over here. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And so Jesus is being super clear. He's giving you a command and his command is this. Don't build stacks for earth, but for eternity. Don't build stacks for earth, but for eternity. And so students, I want you to look in the mirror right now. Which stack are you building? Which pile are you obsessed with? When you're falling asleep at night, which pile do you dream about growing and creating stacks on stacks? You're like, Sam, but if I don't worry about my earthly stack, if I don't worry about things like houses and money and clothes and food, then what's going to happen? We'll cover that next week. And we'll see who actually provides these things for you. Spoiler alert, it's not Santa. (laughs) So we'll learn who's taking care of this stack for you. But in the meantime, the question remains, students. Which stack are you building? Don't misunderstand me, okay? It's not bad to have earthly stacks. It's not bad to have some earthly stacks, but the question that I'm asking you today is of huge importance because your answer to this question doesn't only determine your wallet, 
it determines your heart. The reason I'm asking you this question with such seriousness and such gravity is because your answer to this question will determine more than the condition of your wallet. The amount of wrestling that you do with the question, the the, the amount of thought that goes into your answer, this will determine more than your wallet when you're 25. It will determine the state of your heart. Sam, what do you mean? That's not true, it's just money. Look what Jesus says here. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There your heart will be also. And so students, here we find tonight, I know you didn't expect to have this tonight, but here tonight, out of all the nights, I am giving you the secret about money. Here's the secret about money. Where your treasure goes, your heart will follow. Where your treasure goes, your heart will follow. Now here's what I mean. When I say your heart, I'm talking about the thing that you love and value the most. The thing that your heart is set on. And so to illustrate, I need a heart. Is there anyone randomly dressed as a heart in the audience? Anyone? Anyone hard to move? Michael, great idea. Come on up here, buddy. Everybody welcome Michael. Michael, without even knowing it, you're proving my point, but I want you to sit right here. Just, I want you to to sit right here. Take off your coat, buddy. You're a heart. You're a heart, right? Not a black heart, just a heart. And I want you to look at this, right? This is a perfect illustration of a heart, right? Would you say that you're moved pretty easily? Yeah. You think so? Like, if I wanted to pick you up right now, you think I could? Like, right over my head, right over my head with one hand? Like, like ever. You think I can just throw you up in the sky and like I do my kid? No. no, I can't, right? He's a pretty hard guy to... Why are you laughing? What? Why are you laughing? A big heart, dude. Big heart, there you go. He's a big heart, right? And so here's the thing about your heart. It is very difficult to move. It's like... Uh, it's like... Dude, your heart, when your heart is set... When your heart, when your heart is in its place, do you know how hard it is to move your heart? When your heart... When your heart values, when your heart values something, do you know how hard it is to move it? Man, so do we have any chance? Is there any way that we could possibly move our hearts, that we can redirect and reprioritize our hearts? Is there any way? What do you guys think? If only I knew the secret about money. Is there any way? How can I get heart to move? The Lord? (laughs) I don't have him here. Um, right? Where your treasure goes, your heart will follow. So I may, be, I may not be able to push the heart, but I can pull the heart if I have money. Come here, treasure, come here. Right? Josie Lowerman, ladies and gentlemen, sit down, sit down. Come here, come here, right? And so here's the trick about money, right? Your heart, the things that you value the most, your money, your treasure, the things that you invest in. And so here's the thing, right? This heart, right? He's snoring over here. He's impossible to move. He's snoring. He's zoned out. He's snoring. He's knocked out. He's totally interested until money walks by. Until money walks by. And now, wherever a treasure goes, 
Heart follows. Come here. Hey, I need money. Come here. You follow me, okay? So wherever money goes, here's the thing, right? Wherever, you follow, right? Wherever treasure goes, the heart follows. So now here's the crazy part about this, right? Dude, you are like close, but you're secret about money, right? Here's the, so here's the thing, right? Come, come back, come back here, come here. I'm going to talk to you, right? I'm going to talk to you, right? And so who's this guy following you? Why is he following you? Is it because that where your treasure goes, your heart will follow? Is maybe that's why? Okay, so come here. And so I want you to imagine, if I invest, stop here for a picture, here we go. Cheese. Okay, here we go, right? And so if I put my money in earthly things, if I lay stacks on stacks on stacks, right? Sit down right there. Don't sit, don't sit, it'll break, right? Actually put it on, yeah, earthly stacks. This is a mink coat. That's what that is. It's okay, shh, right? If I, if I, if money, if I put my money, if I put my money in earthly stacks, where's my heart? Point, where's my heart? Why? Because where your treasure goes, your heart will follow. So here's the scary part, right? I, my heart is so important. I need to be very careful about where my heart rests, which means I need to be very careful about where I'm investing my resources, okay? Because where my treasure goes, the heart will follow. So here's the other thing, though. Here's another application of this. Maybe you're at a place, come here, maybe you're at a place where your heart, squat down, maybe you're at a place where if you're being honest with yourself, you don't like where your heart is. Maybe you're here tonight and you go, dude, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not very interested in the things of God. Sam, I'm a Christian, I've been saved by Jesus Christ, I've been baptized, but I'm in a season right now where I honestly, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not passionate. No squats, man. You're not a fit heart. You're just a heart, okay? Where you go, I'm gonna be honest, dude. Like, Sam, I'm just not passionate about the things of God right now. I, I honestly, I could like sit home and watch football all day and not really care if my friends know about Jesus. And Sam, I know that's bad to say, but I'm just being honest. And I would say to you, man, if only there was a way to move your heart. If only there was a way to influence your heart. And then you would say, oh, Sam, there is because I know the secret about money. And what's the secret about money? <laughs> Where your treasure goes, your heart will follow, right? The drones. And so maybe you're in here tonight and you go, man, I just really need some passion in my relationship with the Lord. And I would just encourage you to follow the secret about money, right? And when you start to invest your resources, right? Which we'll talk about. It's more than just treasure. It even includes time. When you start to invest in things that are eternal, lo and behold, your heart and your values and your interests are all of a sudden there. Because of the secret about money. Wherever you put one, the other follows. Students, I'm telling you this because you are on the verge of beginning to make that paper. You guys are closer than you even realize. You're like, I'm 12 years old and nobody will hire me until I'm like 35. Trust me, you're close. Like, I remember being that age and wanting to work. And then you get to work and you're like, I have to do this for the rest of my life? Wait a minute, I can't play Fortnite 48 hours a day? You are so close. You guys are on the verge of making money. You're on the verge of earning income. And so the question for you is, once you start making that paper, what stack are you going to start building? What stack will you start building? And the question even beyond that is, where will your heart be? You see, students, 
This question is about way more than the condition of your wallet. This is about the condition of your heart. And so money determines the condition of your heart. What does your heart determine? There's more here. There's another part of the equation here and we see it as Jesus continues. So we see, we'll continue the verse here in verse 22. You can stay there. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, then your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? How great is the darkness? This is a little bit of a, complex verse to explain because Jesus continues the metaphor here, right? But I think the best way to explain this is to continue the metaphor that we already have in play here, okay? The easiest way to understand this is with our visual here, okay? So pause, right? Wherever your treasure goes, your heart will follow. And now we see that whatever your eyes are set on, or we can translate it, whatever the eyes of your heart are set on, Whatever your eye is set on, set, set it, set it. Whatever your eyes are set on, your whole body will follow. Or what he means by whole body is your life. Where your money goes, your heart will follow. And what your heart is set on will set the course of your whole body. Or to translate his words, your whole life. And so his point here is what you set your heart on sets the course of your life. Stay here. Are you guys getting this? You're like, man, I just thought it was just a little bit of money, right? I just thought that I was just gonna spend some money and not have a huge... Guys, this is more than the condition of your wallet here. This is the condition of your heart. This is the condition of your very life. What stack are you building? What stack are you building? You can go back to your seat. Hey, I was talking to her. But then he follows, as does your life. And so you go, all right, Sam, I get the illustration. I get what Jesus is trying to say. But can't I have both? Can't I have earthly stacks and eternal stacks? Can't I still have my fresh kicks and wear them to summer camp? Can't I have my, yeah, don't wear your kicks to summer camp. Don't do it, right? Can't I have my iPad and still take pictures of cool things? Here's here's how I'm going to answer you. You can have both, but remember what we're talking about here is more than what you have in your wallet. We're talking about your heart. And so you can have both, but you can't serve both. And this is what Jesus says in the last part of our verse. He says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money. And so what Jesus is saying, these things aren't bad. Jesus isn't saying that you shouldn't have a savings account. Jesus isn't saying that you should have zero dollars in your checking account. What he's talking about is the heart. And so what he's talking about are people whose hearts, I should have kept him up here, man. He was such a good heart, right? Just such a soft and big heart. What he's talking about here, he's talking about a heart that is greedy, a heart that is 
loving money, a heart that is obsessed with materialism. And so to that heart, to the heart inside of all of us, that by nature is tempted to bow the knee over here and to build stacks on stacks and to accumulate awesome coats and to build wealth and to have the latest toys and to have the cars and the house. To those of us, which is everyone who is tempted to build that stack, he says it very clearly. He says, you can only serve one master. You can only serve one master. And so the question, very simply, that we've been asking all night is this. Which stack are you building? Which stack are you building? Now, I want to address some of you in here that you're like, well, I don't have any money. I can't build any stacks. I'm stackless. (laughs) I don't think so. Because I think that when we're talking about treasure here, I think there's more than money. I think there are things that you treasure I think there are things that you have that are valuable, like your time, like your kindness, the way that you talk to people, the good works that you do, the things that you can do to serve those less fortunate than you. All of those things throughout scriptures say that they are treasures that result in rewards. They are things with our words and our actions and yes, our money, all of those things that we can use to pile on top of it, to lay up and build a stack of eternal treasure. And so you may not have money right now, that's okay. It's never too early to start conditioning and developing in you a heart and a life that serves this master. Not that one. You're never too young to start to develop a heart that wants to invest in something that will last forever. You don't have to wait until you're 60 years old and loaded to help kids get to camp before you start to invite your own friends to camp right now. You don't have to wait until you're rich to start to help those less fortunate you. What about the kid in the cafeteria who sits by himself and he doesn't need a $50 bill from you. He just needs a conversation. All of those things in God's economy are ways that we're investing in something of eternal significance. Students, which stack are you building? Which stack are you building? So here's the good news. All of us by nature are here, right? All of us by nature are here. The only way that you can even begin to build treasure that is eternal, is to have life that is eternal. The only reason why greedy people like you and me by nature, that we are born, and before we can even use a complete sentence, we know the one most powerful word, mine, right? Dude, before my kid can talk and parse verbs like he can now, before he can like parse out the grammar of a sentence like he can now at three years old, before he can do any of those things like conjugating his verbs like he can now, you know, before he knew all 50 states and their capitals, like he does now, before any of those things, <laughs> hashtag dad brag, right? Hashtag dad lies. Uh, before he could do any of those things, he knew mine. He was selfish. He was greedy. He would pile up his toys in a corner so nobody else can get them. And even at a year and a half, he was building stacks on stacks on stacks. Except it was like Power Rangers, G.I. Joe's, 
dinosaurs, trains, right? And we laugh, but it's still a stack. It still reflects a heart that says mine. And we are a heart that is naturally attracted to things that will waste away. But Jesus Christ comes. Jesus Christ comes. And he says, I want to give you a life that will not waste away. We read it here in John 3, 16. It says, for God, oh, I'll quote it to you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so because Jesus has given you eternal life, you can pile up eternal treasure. Well, what good is eternal treasure if I'm still on earth? Ha, 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 right? Well, there's more good news, friends, because he's coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back and he's going to take you to be with him if you believe in him, if you live for him, if you surrender your life and say, I want to live for Jesus. If you've recognized his pursuit of you and you've surrendered to that and he has saved you, he's coming back for you. You will be in eternity with him. And then when you're there in eternity because of what Jesus has done for you there, you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come into your reward. And the piles and the stacks that we have built for eternity, we will get to then take those and give them back to Jesus and say, I did it for you. And I stacked eternal treasure because you gave me eternal life. Students, which stack are you building? Which stack are you building? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we get to talk about these things, Lord, even before money is a huge factor for these students. Lord, I pray that as they already begin to process, as they begin to develop a heart, as they begin to make decisions about money now coming in and money that will come in the future, Lord, I pray that you would make them hearts that want to invest in eternal treasure. Lord, I pray that these would be students that are generous and selfless with their money not to impress others, but because their father in secret has instructed them to do it. And so Lord, I I pray, Father, that even when we do um, offering, that even when we do our tithes on Sunday mornings, I pray that those things would be regular ways for us to invest in eternal things. I pray that those things, Lord, we would treat every opportunity to give as an act, as an opportunity to confront part of our heart that wants to invest in earthly treasures and so lord we say we love you we're here tonight father because you have given us eternal life and our response of worship to you is to build up stacks on stacks on stacks of eternal treasure to your glory lord we love you father we pray this in jesus name amen